0: Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. So, how's the Christian faith faring in the public square? And amid so much heat over religion generally, is it possible for the Christian faith to get a hearing without the all-too-familiar hostility and flame wars whenever there's a discussion about it, so it seems? It's been a much-talked-about topic this past week from a few different perspectives, first with the ABC's Q&A and an appearance by the Anglican Archbishop of Sydney, Peter Jensen, with his plea for a more respectful conversation about all of this. Then the blogger Stephanie Brown asked on Mamma Mia, when did it become okay to bag Christianity? Without setting up a siege mentality, there really does seem to be an edge, a hostility, an intolerance in our age of tolerance that isn't there with other aspects of our public life. Is that what you have observed, experienced, either publicly or in your everyday conversations? Why is this the case, and what's the best way forward? How do we engage so it's a respectful conversation? I thought it'd be worth fleshing out this very question with Archbishop Peter Jensen, who joins us now on Open House. Archbishop, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Lee, and hello to all your listeners.
0: Can I start with your appearance on Q&A? Did it feel a bit like Daniel walking into the lion's den for you?
1: Not really. Um, I know Tony Jones. Uh, it, it, naturally, before an occasion like that, you feel somewhat nervous. Uh, but I didn't know the other participants uh, personally, uh, and I was assuming that we would receive a good, a good hearing.
0: You'd actually asked to sit next to Catherine Devaney. Why was that?
1: I always think it's nice to sit next to people, to, uh, you, you, you are able to relate better if you sit next to people and I think in this sort of position relationships are extremely important.
0: Your plea during Q&A for a respectful discussion on matters to do with Christian faith especially stood out for me. Do you think it is harder to have that respectful discussion in this day and age and if so why is that?
1: Well, it is immensely hard. It's partly to do with the nature of the media that we're dealing with, and and, uh, I understand that. It's to do partly also with the way in which knowledge, human knowledge, is so fragmented now. Uh, I know lots of things about a small area, and other people know lots of things about their small area. Uh, But trying to explain the Christian faith to an audience which has never opened the Bible in their lives and know nothing about the Christian faith except the sort of things that have, been, that have been screamed in the media. It's very, very hard work. Where do you start from in doing that? Yes. Uh, so trying to find that common ground on which to build your house seems to me to be pretty tricky.
0: So do you think part of the problem or a significant part of the problem is media and how it approaches this question?
1: Well, it's easy to bash media, and, uh, and I don't intend to do so. We can use media as well as... Uh, we ought to be positive, but we have to notice the nature of media as well, uh, particularly television, where uh, people go by appearance and people go by, by how you respond to things rather than the essence of what's actually being said. At one level, that sort of media is bound to be, bound to be relatively shallow. But let's not blame the messenger. Um, Hmm. Let me put it this way. Sometimes I feel I'm pretty badly done by by print media in particular, and particularly by headlines, where a headline captures the attention but doesn't really tell the story as it really is. But usually I don't feel badly done by my media. I just think we've got to use it in a savvy way.
0: Do you think you get a harder time today than you would have perhaps 10 or 20 or even 30 years ago?
1: 30 years ago, yes, although in the early 1960s, for example, uh, the Archbishop of the Day made some remarks about uh, sexual decline and the decline of sexual ethics, and he was given a hard time. Uh, So we've got to remember, we we need our historic perspective here. But I think, yes, uh, on the whole, the whole nature of the media with the speed with which things occur and the ability of all sorts of people to comment has been a game changer in the last decade. I think it's just harder.
0: One of those on our Facebook page this week made the point that it's often the case in an age that so champions tolerance that the only time that tolerance evaporates is when Christian faith is raised. Uh,
1: Whether it's the only time or not, I don't know, but certainly yes, there does seem to be a fair degree of intolerance to Christianity, and uh, there seem, to my mind, a couple of reasons for that. Uh, One of them is that the Christian faith is seen, rightly or not, as being the predominant faith in Australia. And therefore, if you are the sort of person who likes to get into attack mode or to, 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 to be seen as someone who who's a dissenter, someone who's who makes their identity by being different, uh, Christianity just is one of those most obvious targets. You identify yourself as being different from the majority faith. And so I think it's just the fact that it's Christianity, You you, you could find some other target in another society. Uh, there's another reason, however, as well, and that is that and it's the deeper one I think uh the Christian faith clearly makes a claim on people's lives, it proclaims a God who uh, seeks to transform our lives and to order our lives, and the prevailing culture, particularly of of the voluble people in this community, the prevailing culture is deeply opposed to such ideas. It's what what I call individualism rather than anything to do with God. And therefore this prevailing culture, which by now has turned itself into the only right position, is particularly angered if you put another position. There's a lot of anger in it.
0: I wonder whether this is also partly related to that, when people like you express a position on a range of issues from a Christian point of view which are going to apply to people largely within that faith, that the broader secular society thinks you're trying to change that society. Is that part of the problem as well?
1: It could be. The only trouble is I am trying to change the society. They're right in thinking I am. And here I'm a bit old-fashioned, I think, Lee. I think it's the age in which I grew up. I sort of have a belief in Australia. I, be- I'm- I feel as though I'm part of a national community, and I feel I have every right. I don't want to say I'm in charge of the community, but I have every right to express within the community my beliefs about how our community should be shaped from a Christian point of view and try to persuade our fellow citizens that that's actually the best way to live.
0: So that's more by persuasion.
1: It's by persuasion. I'm totally opposed to any idea, of course, and and as you would be, any idea of a church run state yes. or something like that. That's a, When you get a church inside of a, uh, in charge of a state, you certainly get great problems. But it is by persuasion. It's by saying, look, wouldn't we be better if we lived this way rather than that way? So, for example, I think Christian churches, the little local suburban churches we all belong to, are immensely important for the good health of our society, as are many voluntary groups, for example. And we ought to be doing all we can to support such institutions and organisations, for the good health of our society as a whole. So I'm blowed if I'm going to go back into a little box and say, well, I'm just a Christian and I just want space for my Christian views. I want to say, no, my Christian views are consistent with what's good for the, for the nation.
0: Do you think the Christian church and those who've spoken about Christian faith have always served that cause well in how they've dealt with questions like this? Have they always been respectful?
1: No, we haven't. I think we've made many mistakes. One of the chief ones, in my opinion, was that when this goes back to that very interesting decade in the 20th century, namely the 1960s, when in many ways that was the decade which began to bring into society a majority view that wasn't even broadly Christian. And I think we dropped our bundle at that point. We didn't apply our minds well enough to what was going on we didn't offer a critique Uh, we didn't effectively summon people to god and god's word at that time i think we were complacent and i think we were outclassed and what we were trying to say was often regarded as bleating we lost a big argument in the 60s and 70s, and we haven't by any means regained ground.
0: And today, as I said in that piece that I mentioned by Stephanie Brown, she made the point that if a conversation about Asian or Middle Eastern people, other religious groups or homosexual people, had flared up, as hers did about Christian faith, people would be really
1: shocked. Yes. And she was saying, wasn't she, that that, uh, to bag out Christians is okay, but not to bag out anyone else in, in society. Yes. That's true, And it's very awkward for Christians and it means that Christians often feel as though they can't say anything and that uh, they're being browbeaten. And there's a sense of hostility and even menace sometimes about it.
0: So how should those with Christian faith pursue this kind of engagement and connection with people and our society who might hold an entirely different worldview?
1: Following the uh, Q&A program the other week, a lot of people have got in touch with me and, and have said that They've had all sorts of discussions and so forth in the workplace. And I think, frankly, that going on Q&A is far easier, even if it's a hostile environment, is far easier than being in a workplace day by day by day. I think that's where the tough thing is. Now, having said that, I think my advice for what it's worth is to know your position, to understand what being Christian is and to understand what our views are, what the Bible's views are, to be able to express them simply, cogently, but persuasively, to make it a habit of listening to other people. The Bible says to be quick to listen. It's an interesting expression. And it's good to listen to other people in such a way as you can gently question them because it's in probing and questioning in a respectful way that you can sometimes reveal the weaknesses of another position and the desperation of a human heart. And then not to be fearful. Uh, We sometimes are very fearful and any sort of disagreement or or questioning back makes us feel we're under attack. But we need to be confident of our position, courteous in the way we go about things, loving of other people, but willing to put our point of view rightly and quietly when the moment arrives.
0: Archbishop Peter Jensen, very much appreciate you joining us on Open House. Thanks for joining us.
1: It's been a pleasure. thankfully.
0: We hope you enjoy this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.